Greetings, internet compadres. Welcome to another episode of Parks and Conversation, a a watch party that shows up magically on your telephone. And uh, we hope that you're watching along with us as we are exploring the depths of parks and recreation. And my name is Jason, and I'm joined by my friend Jeremy. Say hello, Jeremy. Hey, how's it going? Oh, man, it's so good. It's so good. It's Today, good to it's not raining yet. yet. And uh, yeah, so that's nice. How are you? I, I'm well. I'm, I'm excited for today's episode. Good. Um, have you ever thrown for yourself a... Uh, surprise party? Uh, yep. <laughs> not a surprise party. Oh. Uh, that's a whole nother thing that um, I can meet with you about, but... Uh, <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> uh, no, have you ever so, thrown? For yourself those, are the, those are the worst kind of surprise parties. Interventions. Yeah, not that I know. Like that's the anti-surprise party. Yeah, it's the major bummer party. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, have a have a what? Have, have you ever thrown for yourself a fashion show where you try to get the input from other people on your wardrobe? Um, no, not not really. I mean, every time, every once in a while, we'll get, I'll get some new clothes and and the kids want to see it like we do yeah i guess we do a fashion show not that i care it's more to go through the motions my kids love doing fashion show when it comes to school clothes shopping and stuff um but i don't yeah nah i don't know i just wear the clothes i wear you know what about you never never no i i don't buy my own clothes that's Mm -hmm. you know rule one in (laughs) our house is jason doesn't buy his own clothes What, what did you do like what, what, what set that precedent? What did I got you, married. What did you buy? Oh, okay. <laughs> Nothing. I, okay. I, I have never cared at all about my wardrobe. Um, it's usually, I organize pile like clean and cl- dirty. So I put my clothes, the clean clothes in the dresser and my whole system is what's next. And I just go down the pile or the folded clothes stacked in the dresser. That's what I wear. So like, what's like- next? clothing dig dug you just yes yeah Yeah. i i so far i'm undefeated i have worn clothes every day that's good we we appreciate it yeah i figured everybody would um yeah so i didn't do anything to take get this taken away other than get married and i'm fine with it like i've never been a clothes horse is uh an expression i've heard i don't even know what it means because i've never been it and so this episode that we're going to look at today, season two, episode 15, Sweetums, uh, it is it starts with a cold open of Tom trying to get fashion advice from the coolest person he's ever met, Justin, t- Leslie's current boyfriend. And uh, I would love to hear what were some of your impressions on some of Tom's clothes? Oh, man, um, the pretty pretty like over the top Tom, like just way, way too much sequins. He had a light up shirt. Uh, then he tries to goes and in, goes into accessories with canes and, and belt buckles that say things. Um, so yeah, I don't, I'm not for it. It's just too much, too much. He looked, he looked, he looks fine. Like, like when he normally dresses, he's, he's professional put together. I don't know. Right. What, what'd you think? Well, I, Thought everything was garbage until the canes. <laughs> oh, until the canes. Oh, you're for Yeah, the dragon cane and the eagle cane. Man, those were dope. <laughs> um, no, I, uh, I, everything he wore, 
I was like, why would anybody make that, let alone wear it? And uh, so even though like the the light up shirts. I know that's a real thing. I've seen that in the wild. Mm -hmm. And the thought that comes across my head whenever I see those things is how do you wash that? (laughs) What do you do? You wash that? And if not, you're just wearing a dirty shirt now all the time. I can't Uh, I can't get on board. I think it's compressed air because it's electronics. So you just get one of those spray cans and just spray all the, yeah. the grime of your it gross. Just, but I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works. I'm not yeah. for it. And then, and then the final, the the white leather suit with the eagle medallion. Yeah, I think that was, was actually pretty cool. Yeah, I think he was wearing a mock turtleneck, and I love the fact that. And then Donna's like, "I like it." Yeah, that, and that, and and right there, I think is the seed, the first kind of inkling that we have of Tom and Donna's kind of, you know, alignment as. I don't know, not just friends, but they kind of see the world the same way. Like a little, like, you know, a little excess isn't a bad thing in their world. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Donna kind of comes out in this episode in in a great way. Um, But yeah, she's like her, like her fashion choices uh, are like what she's wearing. Never anything like super flamboyant or flashy. She's wearing very like business appropriate clothes. But get little hints of Donna on the weekend. Like she's down with all this like ex- excess and all these like over the top clothes. Um, and we haven't even gotten to treat yourself yet. No, not even. So and and I those think this are, is like the setup for it in, in, a, in yes. a way. Just a little yes. bit. Um, so, yeah. So I, I thought the cold open was funny. And mm-hmm. I forgot that uh, Justin was even in this episode. Because the rest of the episode, Justin's gone. He just shows up for the cold open. Yeah. And he probably got paid a crazy amount of money just to sit there and go, no, no, kind of douchey. No. Ugly. Yeah. The wind. He's, uh, he's got a good agent. Very little work. I want that. And decent pay. Yeah. So, um, but I love how Tom talks about Justin. He says he's like a GQ magazine that's come to life. Yeah. Like that is thing. Everybody has their sacred text. And, uh, you know, even if people aren't like religious, they have a sacred text, something that guides their life. Um, For some people, it's like 60 minutes is your sacred text. For some people, it's the Bible. Uh, For Tom, it's GQ. And that absolutely plays with everything we know about Tom is GQ is his Bible and it comes to his house every month. And so it's a constant revision and update. Um, so is it weird that my sacred text is like those word search books? (laughs) Yeah, there's actually a, uh, (laughs) this is a total derail and we're seven minutes into talking about 20 seconds of this episode. (laughs) But, um, I, uh, there's this book called the Bible code and it's a guy who took all of the letters of the Bible and ran them through a computer program looking for clues to ways that the Bible could be used to, uh, predict past events. (laughs) So, uh, and his goal is to say these clues were in the Bible predicting events that happened 
but I don't know that I don't know what to search for until they happen. And so he typed in like, what would it take to find princess dies death predicted in the Bible? Like those <laughs> kinds of parameters uh-huh. after she died. Right. Um, and it's just a, like a <laughs> runs all the letters and then spaces them out. Like, like looks for hey, how many letters until from a P to an R and then to an I and then to an N. And so then he runs that algorithm all throughout the Bible. It's like, look, see, princess died, died. It's in here. It's like, that's, that's not it at all. That's not at all how the Bible is coordinated, written, however you want to say it all wrong. And, uh, yeah. So when you say things like, is it weird that my sacred text is the word search? That's exactly what I thought of. (laughs) So, so yes, some people, (laughs) some people, (laughs) yeah, that's like the guy on ancient aliens who's got like the really tall hair. That's uh-huh. his sacred text is the word yeah. search. So exactly. I'm yeah. for it. You can find, you can find so, anything in there really if you look hard enough. <laughs> right. There's this thing that happens on social media where people will say like, they'll have a word search and they'll, it'll be like your first word tells you everything you need to, the first word you find tells you everything you need to know about you. And I always just comment. I, <laughs> <laughs> well, so, first word I found just the letter. I Captain narcissism so. over here. So, you know, what? uh yeah so um uh, my notes disappeared there they are okay so that's the cold open donna likes i really likes the what the white leather suit the turtleneck credits roll and then it goes to a a meeting at sweetums where uh we find out that sweetums is partnering with the parks department to run the concession stands which you know those kinds of public private partnerships between city governments and local corporations. Those are, those are valuable. Those are important. They do actually help cities uh, do things that cities just can't do. And it also benefits the corporation because they get the free advertising. And so like, so when I was growing up, there was a uh, company called Lee Johnson Chevrolet and they were uh, sponsoring all kinds of different sports teams in Kirkland. And so it was helpful to have that corporate presence helping make these things happen because the parks department didn't have enough money to pay for all these teams. Um, and so having that kind of public private partnership is a good thing. And, uh, and Leslie loves Sweetums. She thinks they're great. She loves candy. She loves sugar. Um, and so she's excited as this show, as this episode starting and Ron loves this idea, um, because he believes that, uh, the parks department should be run like Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese is a perfect business model. And he gives all kinds of great examples of why um, and how they could do the parks department. And my favorite of his examples is put in a coin, look at a duck. Look at a duck. <laughs> so charging for everything. Yeah. Um, and this is, you know, Ron's capitalism, his libertarianism coming through. Uh, and so he's, we're building more of that element of Ron um, throughout the whole thing. So. So he's pretty excited about this partnership. Um, in the uh, in the meeting where they're announcing this, they're the Sweetums director person. I never caught that guy's name. Now I'm not thinking about it, but he uh, plays an ad from Sweetums to announce the new Nutriums bars, and uh, the family um, is you know Nick Newport Jr. the son of the founder of Sweetums and his kids and their dog's shoelace. 
And I love Leslie is just so enamored with this whole family. And she says, the family looks so healthy. They're all wearing vests. <laughs> I also think it's interesting that you said the dog's name, but not the kid's name. I couldn't remember the, the dog's oh. name, the kid's name. One was Denver. I found <laughs> yeah. out later. Denver and Dakota. Oh, okay. <laughs> interesting that they went with one city and two states. Yeah. Well, and I also think it's it's funny that like the whole their whole shtick is kind of like those old Coors commercials. Do you remember when I don't know if you remember like I don't know 10 years ago maybe Coors used to run the um Rocky Mountain <clears throat> uh I don't know it was like the CEO and he was up in the mountains like showing like his connection yeah. with yeah. the water like that's totally what this is ripping off which I thought was was pretty funny because it's so iconic like dude you do not run around the rockies in a vest <laughs> no in the snow in the snow look at look at this amazing clean water we're gonna turn it into beer yeah. oh okay great thanks i don't think anybody would have purchased more or less coors light based on where the water comes from like yeah, i don't they, think it was convincing anybody yeah yeah, I don't think it's the taste that was really driving that that factor. No. What they need to do with those those styles of beer is just say, this is how much this costs. Do you want some? <laughs> <laughs> that should be every advertisement ever. Coffee, you want some? <laughs> yeah. Coffee, two dollars. iPhone how, iPhone how iPhone, iPhone twelve. Do you want one? <laughs> That's what they, I mean, yeah, they're, we should run for government, Jeremy, uh, <laughs> yeah, because we should sit on the advertising council mm -hmm. and just say like, instead of telling people what they want, ask them if they want it. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. That's a perfect slogan. Yeah. That's, that's our platform. <laughs> and then we run on that. Yeah, Do you guys exactly. want us to run this? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I'm, it's more of a listening tour. <laughs> what do you think about ads? Oh man! And now Tell me your favorite ad. And then we just be the guys on CNN or C-SPAN, you know, just listening to everyone's terrible ideas. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like Who do you think should run the government? <laughs> okay, Sh thanks. Sh Who's our next caller? Shoelaces. <laughs> yeah, I love the doc is shoelace, and everybody shoelace. loves shoelace. Yeah. Um. And uh, and so. Uh, even Nick Newport Jr. used to like talking about how awesome nutriums are. And he says, we don't make sweetums for dogs yet. <laughs> and the truth is having two dogs, everything is for dogs. Like they don't care. They'll oh, eat yeah. anything. You can give I, your dog a nutriums bar. They'll love it. I saw a, like a, a cup of oatmeal. And it might have even been like an instant ice cream thing. I don't even know what it was. I couldn't. I was just flabbergasted. I haven't used that word in a long time. So I thought I'd throw it in there for dogs. It was like an oatmeal, like dog oatmeal. Are you not? Are you talking about yogurt? I, I don't. It's a yogurt for dogs. See, the fact that you know that, I mean, doesn't surprise me, but that's just that's ridiculous. Well, it's right next to the checkout stand at, at Petco. But why is where the, the pets go? We're just we're just we're just uh I don't know, anthropomorphizing food for dog. Like, like we're like, Oh, I like yogurt. My dog would like yogurt. Like, well, no, I think they don't I think it's like beef flavored yogurt. It doesn't matter. <laughs> they don't need yogurt. They don't care. Beef flavored yogurt is just sour cream with ground beef in it. 
they eat dead squirrels. What do they? They don't need yogurt. They don't need oatmeal. It doesn't matter. But what if your dog has uh, like whatever Jamie Lee Curtis had where she needed that yogurt to help her poop? Uh, what if you, that's your dog situation? So, like, you might as well get, you know, yogurt that is clearly labeled for dogs because it tastes like beef. Um, and so then you, when you put it in the fridge next to your Yoplait, you don't accidentally grab the dog beef yogurt and it, when you're really going for mixed berry. Hey, maybe maybe we're missing out, you know. Shot of dairy. You know, I said earlier that <laughs> what I said earlier that uh, dog yogurt is sour cream with ground beef in it, and I was joking. And then as I was thinking about it, it's like that actually sounds pretty good. Well, yeah, because that's like <laughs> half of a burrito. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guacamole, ground beef. But I heard dogs can't eat avocados, so oh well, so, they're so, out. So, so if you're having you know avocado yogurt, your dog can't eat that. <laughs> Anyway, so, um, so yeah, so the, uh, the, the party's happening at the Sweetums plant offices, whatever it is. Um, and then it cuts back to the office and Mark is in the parks department again for who knows why. And Tom opens up the window in his and Leslie's office and, uh, says, Hey, Mark, I heard you got a truck. I need you to help me move. Basically, I summed it up. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, Mark is really bummed by this. The fact that he has a truck, everybody asks him to move. Um, so then Tom goes and asks Andy and Andy's like, yes, uh, can I help you? He's like, I need to move this weekend. And he's like, yes, can I help you move? I'm really good at it. I love doing it. Um, and then April says, uh, yeah, I can help you too. And, and I, I do love Tom because Tom is a classic, like, um, excuse maker right he doesn't want to do anything yeah and and he also will call people out on their excuses so he's like really april because when i asked you earlier you said you'd rather watch a video of your grandparents having sex (laughs) and she's like shut up no i'll help you and as tom's walking away andy's like i just think it's so great that your grandparents still make love (laughs) yeah (laughs) andy is so sincere the world does not deserve andy no it's true. Plus, uh, plus, the only reason why he wants to help Mark or uh, Tom move is so that when the boxes are done, he can break dance on them. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Andy is really a great addition to this whole episode. So, um, so yeah. So Tom's building a coalition of movers, and uh, then it cuts back to the Sweetums, and Les- they're getting ready to go. And Leslie demands Ron's keys because he's been drinking. And she doesn't want him to drive drunk. And Ron's like, no, that's ridiculous. And so then she pulls out a little chart because, of course, she does. Um, And it's a chart about how many drinks uh, and what kind of drinks and how long it would take to be sober enough to drive again. And how to play blackjack. uh, And on the back, how to play blackjack. And Ron is ridiculously upset about this. Um, Again, he says, uh, Swanson's have a preternatural ability to consume alcohol. My old man used to put cold turkey on his cornflakes. Yeah. Which is gross, um, but not, I mean, I've had, I, I've had mornings where I have not had milk and I put orange juice on my cornflakes before, so. I was going to say, maybe he's lactose intolerant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't judge him. Mm-mm. Don't, don't you dare. And then, so it cuts to Leslie sitting on Ron's hood, reading the rules for Blackjack, and Ron is... Pissed. So yeah, he's not happy. 
um, so that's the night cut to the next day after Ron got home, he had more whiskey, which my autocorrect changed to which sky and, uh, made a harp. (laughs) So it took (laughs) proof of life pictures to show Leslie, like I can handle my booze. Uh, and Leslie either doesn't get it or doesn't care. <laughs> like, oh, that's great. Whatever. And he's playing the harp. So she's like, I feel like I'm in a spa. So I, I think she doesn't care. Like, I think she knows what he's doing. But as we find out later, why? Like, yeah, I, th- I, I do think she knows. And she's just like, oh, so what? But she doesn't she doesn't need to spell it. Like, I think it's funny that Leslie is the one who has to spell it out to Ron later. So. Yeah, that's, like that's that my, I care about you living. Yeah, yeah, basically. So right. that's my take. Well, you can have it. Oh, thanks. That's, <laughs> that's so, why they call it a take. I will have right. it. Not a give. That's my give. Oh, well. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Would you like it? <laughs> Who do you think is right here? <laughs> so, uh, so then uh, there in the office and this is one of my get favorite in. jokes sorry go ahead okay tell me go oh no well so now now it cuts to mark and tom and mark comes in and is like okay listen i've <clears throat> i'm ready do you at least have furniture pads and and supplies and tom's like ooh, i thought the movers supplied those mm-hmm. <laughs> and mark's like i'm i'm not the mover so right yeah uh yeah tom has planned none of this he is he's done nothing right and we should have seen this as the, the episode continues on. It's like we should not be surprised by what happens in a few moments um, based on how Tom is handling everything so far. Um, so then the uh, office has received a package from Sweetums that's full of their Nutrium bars and they are eating them like crazy. And they're like, they're so good and they're so delicious. I can't believe they're healthy for you. And Andy says, you know, Crackle bars are also healthy. And Donna's like, no, they're not. It's like, yeah, they have, they actually have rice in them. <laughs> <laughs> and Donna is just like, Andy, you're fine, but you're simple. <laughs> and then Andy, like, he hears her and looks at the camera's like, yeah. <laughs> Stop look. <laughs> so yeah. great. I it's like, I don't know what she meant, but yep. <laughs> it's a, yeah. I mean, you've said it before. Andy is like a golden retriever. <laughs> yeah. And in, in whatever tone, you use the the go, it doesn't matter what words you say right the golden retriever is going to respond to the tone and so donna's tone is like andy is really sweet right and really great and uh and so he's like yeah thank you so uh so they're eating and then a uh sugar rush starts happening and Anne comes into the office and everybody's all amped up and she's reading them like who ate a hundred of these and leslie's like oh we did they're great they're healthy and she reads it. it's like one bar is four servings <laughs> it's like <laughs> this is ridiculous it's great too because, um, because they're he- she goes they're healthy look here's a picture of lance armstrong <laughs> like, right okay. oh okay lance is on it's got to be good you know, I don't remember when this came out in the history. I don't know. I don't remember the actual breakdown of Lance Armstrong's career. But, you know, there was a period where it was like, man, he is Superman. amazingly yeah. healthy. He's Superman. And then we find out he was, you know, doping and like cheating to win uh, the races. And so it's like, yeah, he looks healthy, but he's not. So I, I think it works either way. 
Right. Really. Well, it works better now knowing yes. what I know. It's like that joke gets richer. But if it worked before, like if this was happening before all of those things came out, like this joke was written, it's still like absolutely brilliant because it's playing to the superficiality of the Pawnee consumer. Like, oh, yeah, Lance is on it. Shoelace endorses this. I'm for it. <laughs> Done. Yeah, shoelaces on board. I'm in. Lance Armstrong's uh, riding shoelace. <laughs> Sign me what? up. You know what? Lance Armstrong is not a very tall dude, so he could probably ride a golden retriever. Yeah, or a, a, a mini horse. I don't know. You never know. Foreshadowing. I don't know. Uh, so the everybody's on the sugar rush. It cuts to the a scene in Tom's office where everybody's dancing and. Uh, you know, you know, sugar is doing a job because April is also dancing, right? Yeah, like she's going for it. And, uh, and so the very next scene, everyone is crashing on it from the sugar high and gives Leslie a, a little tote of almonds. Like here, you need to eat some of these. And she can't even open it. She's like, I can't do it. <laughs> so hand sprays her with water. And then they go uh, to say, like, all right, we got to figure something out. Cause this isn't going to be good for our people in the parks so they go to the library of course why wouldn't you <laughs> well you know they're the only place with information i guess um and they couldn't find anything other than some old film reels um from sweetums and leslie just wants to steal them because she hates the library so much and when she goes to check out like the the, the animosity that the parks department has towards the library it goes both ways because the library lady is also super mean to Leslie. Right. <laughs> so, oh, they're, they're finally teaching the parks people how to read. Yeah. Um, and so Leslie like gets fed up and she pushes over all the books on the desk at the at the checkout set station. And then as they're leaving, stealing the film reels, she pulls over a cart of books and like as a distraction, that classic move, like pull down the bookcase so the monster can't get you. Mm -hmm. um, so and then they run out. And uh, and then the, they'll watch the video and they will bring that to a meeting in the future. Um, but, you know, it cuts to Ron and Leslie meeting with city manager Paul. And Paul's like, hey, are we ready to go? And Ron's like, yes, absolutely. To which Leslie's like, no, we should not. And this is one of those fun little things where Leslie's like, I've seen this on TV. She calls for a sidebar with Ron. Right. And Paul, like, they don't move and everybody's in the same room and they're talking at the same volume. but. Leslie believes the sidebar is a confidential meeting that the in, other party in a meeting. Is. Right. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so they go back and forth, um, on this and they're crashing ideologies of libertarianism and government, uh, protecting citizens. And so, yeah, two waves crashing against a rock that is Paul and Paul does not super care. Um, so, but he does, Leslie, he does grant grant the form because Leslie's like, "Hey, we sh maybe we should ask the public." And Paul's like, "Yes." And that's when Ron really gets mad because he's like, "Why? Why must you stick your nose in everything?" And then and she's like, "Sidebar, stop sidebarring me." And he just leaves. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So again, public forum. It's been too long since we've had a public forum. It's true. So I'm I'm eager to uh, to get to that because there's some great stuff in there. Um, and then. Uh, cuts back to Mark and the gang. They're at Tom's house and Tom has to move because him and Wendy are divorcing. And so he needs to get a new place. Uh, and Tom has not prepared anything 
He hasn't packed anything. He's just he hasn't even folded up the boxes to make boxes. They are just sheets of cardboard. Uh, and so that's super frustrating. Andy's looking through Tom's DVD collection and finds Deep Blue Sea. And yeah. uh, he's like, we have to watch this right now. Greatest <laughs> so, movie ever. Have you seen Deep Blue Sea? Um, it's yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, it was terrible. It was not in my re- remembering. It was it was really bad. Right. The oh, main reason oh, okay, I went to that. see Deep Blue Sea was because Samuel L. Jackson was in it. There you go. And I was so excited. I was like, I love Samuel L. Jackson. He's awesome. He's so much fun to watch. And he was eaten by a giant shark in like 15 minutes. Spoilers. It was so, so frustrating. Um, and then it's like, LL Cool J, you're not that good at this. <laughs> so that was super annoying. But I guarantee you the reason that Tom went to find the Canadian version of Deep Blue Sea with 22 extra minutes was because LL Cool J was in it. Yo, and he raps his lyrics. Or he wraps his lines in in a behind the scenes footage shot. Yes, yes. <laughs> like that is that is the reason. Yeah, and because um, it's not that good a movie, but I I love the writers having like, let's choose this movie, and Andy will love it because of the ridiculousness. Like it totally makes sense for Andy to love that movie, but then it also makes sense for Tom to love it because LL Cool J's in it. Sure. Yeah. So. It's uh, yeah. So they uh, are getting a little tour of Tom's house and Tom's like takes him up to a spare bedroom that he turned into a walk in closet and home fitness center. And it is all still not packed at all. And Donna is admiring some of Tom's clothes. So we're getting a little bit of that vibe from Donna, like the clothes, the clothes horse vibe. Um, And then we meet a very special character. DJ Roomba. DJ Roomba. Yeah. And uh, it is a Roomba upon which Tom has affixed a iPod speaker system. So it goes around the house, vacuuming and playing music. It's one of the greatest inventions ever made. And I don't know why there aren't just more of those, like just not even vacuums. Like I would buy one that just went around and played music. Like I know it's just a speaker that moves, but still, how cool is that? I guess the fact that it also picks stuff up while it's moving around is a good idea. But I wanted a Roomba so bad just so I could do that. I'm serious. I almost bought one. <laughs> it was, yeah, it's great. Well, um, you know, you still can because Roombas are still being made. iPods are a little harder to come by, <laughs> but it's true. Um, yeah, the, the I, I don't know how you would feel, though, if it was... Like, think about the guy who comes into the into any room or coffee shop and is not using their headphones to listen to music. The worst. Like, that's that's what the danger of DJ Roomba is. Like, if your kids figure out control of DJ Roomba and you do not want to listen to the Frozen soundtrack for the 4,000th time, then you are still subjected to DJ Roomba. And the Roomba doesn't go in like a orderly way of like vacuuming a room it kind of like it looks for dirt and so it might be in your room for a little bit and then leave and then come back it's a dangerous thing i only get to hear parts of the songs or be annoyed by all that you hear so all the time. Did, you, did you notice too f- foreshadowing that 
basically he had turned a spare bedroom into his own closet. Mm-hmm. It was Tommy's. It was Tommy's closet. Oh, no. I did not catch that. I did. I, it just kind of dawned on me. I was like, huh, maybe this is <laughs> where they got it. Yeah. I don't know. These guys and their good ideas. Um, okay. So forum. So they're going to figure out how to pack this up. They go to the town forum and Ron gives his vision of America. The whole point of this country is that if you want to balloon up to 600 pounds and die at 43, you can. And I think that's beautiful. <laughs> so, um, so Ron is super annoyed that this whole thing's happening, that he doesn't think the government should be involved in anybody's life at all. Uh, and so they start taking questions from the community. Um, the first one is if sugar's so bad, how come Jesus made it taste so good? And the Ballot second point. one, yeah, I mean, true. And the second lady is, uh, the same person who, uh, found a ham sandwich in the park and was wondering why there wasn't mayonnaise on it. Um, and, uh, and then, so she's been, she's talking about like how it's okay. People shouldn't be worried about clothes I or food. I've been eating lasagna and muffins every day and I feel terrible, <laughs> but it's like, that's not, that's not the reason it's because we eat <laughs> park sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the forum is great. And other guys <laughs> just ask Anne for her phone number. My yeah. friend thinks you're very cute. <laughs> So, um, the, the guy who says, what's so bad about corn anyway? Corn's a fruit. Syrup comes from a bush. <laughs> <laughs> and he comes back later. He's like, we shouldn't even have bars. Just ham and mayonnaise sandwiches. Ham right. and mayonnaise. Ham and And everybody is but chanting. Yes, everybody gets yes. on board like right away. Like there's a this chant. Is- Pawnee is like the chant capital of the world. It's like somebody starts chanting. Yep. What is it for? I don't know. But let's just let's start yelling it. Now, I don't want to get too political. Okay. But that guy probably has several red hats. (laughs) Several. Yeah. Like he he has bought a bunch of red hats because he kept losing them. And he's like, (laughs) like, how are people going to know about my propensity to chant ridiculous things? If I don't have these red hats and maybe he ran into somebody, he's like, you like to chant too. You don't have a red hat here. Let me give you my red hat. I'll get another. He is exactly what I believe is fueling so much of the red hat hatedness of this world right now. So, so but this is, if, if that's the case and, and this is like, a, like a near prophetic show based on how brilliant it is. Why don't we just start feeding them ham and mayonnaise sandwiches? Maybe like they'll, they'll just go away. Yeah, maybe they'll calm down or just go sit in a corner for a while or something. And just you know, can get there's an old done. adage. There's an old adage. <laughs> Give a man a nutriums bar, and he will sugar crash and take a nap. Teach a man how to make his own ham and mayonnaise sandwich, and he will never leave you alone again. You've never heard that before. I well, yeah, no, uh-uh. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, yeah, I, I don't know, uh, what to do about it at all. <laughs> so, I'm just going to start carrying crazy. around ham, ham and mayonnaise from now on. That's all I know. You, maybe they do just need a snack. Yeah. Maybe because they're sugar crashing from all their Nutri-Yum bars from Lance Armstrong. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I don't so know. Like, hey, you know what? Here, I've got, I've got this, uh, this bag of meat sticks. Just go chew on that for a little bit. And maybe that would help people be like, you know what? 
I know I was yelling some things about ethnicities earlier, and I, I don't feel good about that anymore. It's like, oh, wow. Here, have some more food. <laughs> let's see. Let's see the, the change that can happen with a full tum-tum. <laughs> yeah, it's just people are just hangry all the time. Super hangry. Not, not enough protein. America. We're just hangry. <laughs> what do you think about that slogan? <laughs> Here, have, a right. have a hat. Have a hat. I think we're solving stuff today. <laughs> so much. Oh, man. So, where are we at? Uh, oh, hey, I'm a man in a sandwich. Hey, I'm a man in a sandwich. <laughs> yeah. So, so, Tom, so yeah, so they're back to moving and everyone's moving boxes in and out of Tom's house and he's like buying Timberland boots and then he orders one pad thai. He orders yeah, like, no, just yeah, for himself. Just and then they emphasize, uh yeah, no, just one. Just one. As people are walking by him while he's on the phone and uh Donna is loading up her car and she puts one box in it and Mark comes along, he's like, All right, where do you want this? Like, nope, my baby has a weak suspension. <laughs> so uh <laughs> So they just keep throwing more and more stuff into Mark's truck, which is completely overloaded. Uh, and April throws a box on top and it falls off, um, which is a box of pocket squares. And yeah. Tom freaked out. Way too uh, many pocket squares for a department store to have, let alone one person. Yeah, I don't I don't think I have any pocket squares. I don't know what I would do with it. I think I have I, one, but it's like it's permanently sewn into a jacket that I bought once for a wedding. So I don't think it counts. It's kind of like the like a sweatshirt where it's got a hoodie, like a jacket with the hoodie sewn in. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's a it's a complete set. Yeah. Uh, then. Uh, <laughs> they go. Um, is this where. Back to the forum. Tom, they go back to the forum. OK. Yeah. Because as Tom is trying to get people to work harder, he also like challenges andy like mark oh, thinks he's yeah. pretty strong and tom andy's like well i'll carry five boxes and so he's just manipulating everybody to do all the work um which is classic tom uh so they go back to the forum and nutrium's guy plays an ad uh at the forum the same ad that was being played at the meeting earlier um and everybody's like is shoelace here <laughs> no shoelace couldn't make it they're so excited that everybody loves sweetums in this town but then Leslie plays the 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 uh, corporate footage from Nutri uh, from Sweetums talking about their corn syrup and how fat and happy the cows and pigs are, and uh, basically saying like, "We give this food to cows and pigs, and now we're going to give it to people." And but Leslie doesn't draw the connection necessary; she just like puts it out there. And I love uh, to I love to in the in the original Sweetums commercial, the like the the newer one is like we start with corn. And corn syrup and some other stuff. It's healthy. Right. Some other stuff. Yeah. So uh, so then the guy's like, well, you know, you could take my word for it or you could take Nick Newport Jr.'s word. And he comes down to the to the town forum. Everyone's excited. And then he welcomes in his kids. They're all excited. And they're like, is Shoelace here? Shoelace couldn't make it. And there is everybody's just super amped up to see the Newports in person. Um, because if you know anything about the Newports, they probably do not actually live in Pawnee. They would have no reason to come to Pawnee. No. And so they're very wealthy. Uh, cuts back and Derek and Ben show up at Tom's house because they thought it'd be hilarious to see uh, April do physical labor. And they start making fun of Andy and his bro-ishness. He got DJ Roomba to play 
Dave Matthews band. Like it was a major accomplishment. Like he was like, yeah, I did it guys. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) And they're like, what is he talking about? Um, So April is annoyed with them and their whole vibe. Um, And uh, then it cuts to Wendy and Tom saying goodbye. And Wendy is going to order pizza for everybody. And it's like, Tom still hasn't told Wendy that he actually has feelings for her. And it's like, is this your time, Tom? Is this your chance? No, he doesn't. Uh, Why do you so, think he didn't? Um, because he probably doesn't know how to handle his emotions. Yeah. That's what I think. But he also, I probably, I don't know. What do you think? Oh, I don't know. I just, I don't, wasn't sure if he thought that he could actually, like, he knows how far out of his league she is. And so I think he feels like, like yeah, but it's not going to matter. I don't know. That was kind of my take. Hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Because for all of his for all of his swagger, you know, he he really is a kind of insecure when it comes to actual, you know, relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So wow. this, this got heavy. <laughs> yeah, I'm good at that. <laughs> if only a tiny vacuum could come and play us on a sad song. Well, it will. Maybe someday. Uh, all right. So then, um, <laughs> at the town forum, the uh, Nick Newport is you know, amping up the crowd and he's like, Hey, everybody, my son has something to tell you. And then Dakota, Denver, Denver is like, everybody look under your chairs. And there's nutrient bars under every chair. And in the background, you can see Ron looking under his chair, looking (laughs) under other people's chairs. He wants Dem nutriums. And so he's just going for it. Um, and you could tell he did not find any (laughs) because he looked very (laughs) bummed. Um, (laughs) So, again, Ron is an interesting character. The things that he gets excited about, um, it's like, oh, no, you are from Pawnee. Like, you are thoroughly this town. Um, So, uh, and then it goes back to Tom's place. Everybody's eating pizza. Jerry didn't get any, and he's upset. Uh, Andy offers him his crust, and Jerry's, like, stomping off. And in his stomping off, he kills DJ Roomba. Oh, he steps on him, and Tom's response, he was like a son to me. Jerry! Uh, so, um, so that's, things are not going well at the Casa de Tom. And uh, so then, back to the town forum. And Ron and Leslie, are, are they're coming to the vote. And Ron's question is, all those who would like the bloated corpse of government to continue <laughs> to control your lives, raise your hand. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a terrible way to say it. And then Sheath says, all those who would like this heartless corporation to pump your kids with sugar, please raise your hand. And everybody raises their hands. And so um, Candy is coming to the Parks Department concessions. Leslie's bummed. Anne is bummed. And Leslie can just say, you know, we did the best we could. People made their decision. Um, so then it cuts back to Tom's house and he's on the phone and he can't move in because there's a gas leak in his new place. And so he can't move till Monday. So he has this idea. Well, why don't you all take this stuff home to your houses and then meet me on Monday? Uh, and they're not having that. So they just take it all to the office <laughs> and leave it in the office, um, which doesn't solve the problem of having to move it again. Right. It also doesn't solve the problem of where is Tom going to live? <laughs> until Monday. The office. It was in the office now. You think? Do you think Tom would have stayed in the office for the weekend? No, he probably would have gotten a, a swanky, a, you know, room somewhere. Like <laughs> a swank- hotel? Yeah, the swankiest one in, in Pawnee, which I don't know what that would be. 
the most baller yeah. motel motel <laughs> the motels most baller. only have one story what's the difference between a motel and a hotel um a hotel motel holiday inn uh a hotel <laughs> that has hallways oh. a motel is you can drive up in your motor car and go right into your room that's why it's but, a motel not in the car though no Through like you door. get out of your car and you can walk right to the the to your room so it's more um you can come and go without having to deal with the front desk and that whole vibe because if you could put so, your car in, then it's just storage units. You know what? When they have self-driving cars, that would be... Well, first of all, if they had self-driving cars and they were reliable enough that you could sleep in it, you would, the hotel motel industry would just die. Yeah. Which would be interesting. But if you wanted a more luxury um, road trip experience, you could drive your self-driving car onto a like trailer. <laughs> <laughs> and like... That would be your lodging for your trip. <laughs> so, something as, to think about as, as, that, as that trailer is being self-driven. Right. Exactly. Right. Just okay. you know, things to think about. Yeah. Uh, Solving so many problems today. So many. What do you think about that idea about the self-driving car onto the self-driving trailer? Let us know in the comments below. Yeah. Would you like that? Uh, so, April is upset. At Ben and Derek for making fun of Andy there as they're leaving the office. And uh, it seems like she doesn't say it out loud, but it seems like she's going to break up with their weirdness. Um, and then it cuts to Leslie and Ann and they come to the steakhouse where Ron is eating with the Sweetums team. Um, and uh, Ron is eating something he invented called turf and turf, which is 36 ounces of steak. Uh, so sounds gross. But a little delicious. Um, and he's saying this, like, I'm going to do this because it's America and I can if I want to. And then he's like, I'm going to also smoke this cigar and I can because it's America. And then the, he starts to light it inside and the guy's like, you can't smoke. And he's like, well, then I will go outside and it's bad for me, but I'm going to do it anyway. It goes out and it comes back in and it's too because it's too cold. It's like, but I could if I wanted to. <laughs> uh, so he's making a lot of points about his freedom to be who he wants and do what he wants. And that's what makes America beautiful. And, uh, but Ron is being a jerk and Leslie just wants him to know like, Hey, I care about you. So they're at the bar and Ron's like, look, Leslie's like, here, you're going to drink. Might as well take my little chart and blackjack tutorial. Um, and, uh, and then she says, listen, I'm doing all this because I care about you. And if you eat 36 ounces of steak, you're going to die. And I don't want you to die. I have already written your eulogy. And the first line is, I wrote it down. Oh, Captain, my Captain, Ron Swanson, a swan song. Oh, and it gets better from there. <laughs> so his reaction, uh, his reaction is just like, oh, no, what have I done? Right. He's realizing he has a real friend in Leslie. And uh, he doesn't have any actual friends. Which is interesting when we look at Ron's life. Like, we don't know anything at this point about him outside of the office. But he doesn't care about having relationships. And here's somebody, Leslie, who actually cares about him, is not trying to um, manipulate him to get anything from him. She just wants him to be healthy and happy and like wants the best for him. Yeah. And this is a new experience for Ron. So, um, yeah, so he's kind of feeling the, the heaviness of that. And then he goes, it cuts back to the office and Andy is on rollerblades. Um, 
Which again, like, why are you doing this, Andy? Why are you wearing rollerblades at the shoe shine stand? And as April comes by, he's like, hey, you want to come watch me rollerblade later? <laughs> what a weird in- invitation. Yeah. Do you want to watch me rollerblade? <laughs> no. no. Uh, and April is feeling all weird about her relationship with Andy and her relationship with Derek and Ben and all these different things because April is being transformed into a new person. And it all comes down to the Nutrium's bars. Wow. That party that she had where she was dancing in Tom's office like a crazy person, I think it unlocked something for her. And she doesn't know how to feel about that. This is this has changed my whole perspective. Like <laughs> just to see the the touch point where you know her character takes off. This is a wow. It's a transformative episode, Jason. It is a very special episode of Parks and Recreation. Well, it's like when Blossom. I meant this podcast, like this, oh. this episode of this. I'm learning yeah. so much today. But it was back, to, back <laughs> to Blossom. And no, we don't have to ever go back to Blossom. That show was, it was too emotional and I learned too much. Yeah. Too I much mean, too soon, you know? What yeah, about my youth? I was like what, about, what about my, when that my came innocence, out? You know? Come on. Right. Right. I mean, it was Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, which already it's like, man, this is a kid who grew up on the rough streets of West Philadelphia. Yeah. And now he's trying to live on the like posh streets of Bel-Air, California. Just trying to shoot this some hoops, is, man. This is, yeah. I mean, this is a lot to take in mm-hmm. all of a sudden. And mm-hmm. like, why does Uncle Phil keep throwing Jeff out the window oh, or right. door or whatever? Like, why does he keep doing that? And so I was wrestling with that. And then right after that, Blossom would come on and it'd be like, Joey has some very serious news. And then, whoa. And then Tony's got a drug problem and Blossom has just too many hats. Yeah. And I'm over here thinking like Carlton is like a really good dancer. Like why? Yeah. You're still dealing with the past episode about Carlton. (laughs) Uh, You know, like, yeah, there's so much going on on Monday nights on NBC. It's like, can you guys just slow down? Like one at a time. Life's we're already growing up too fast, guys. Come on. (laughs) Youth without youth. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Exactly. Oh, man. They're going to come back with a fresh prince. They're making a new one. Oh, so like, it, like leftover prince. <laughs> Reheated Prince Re- of Bel-Air. <laughs> <laughs> Microwave Prince of Bel-Air. We're out of ideas, Bel-Air. But it's not going to be a comedy. It's going to be a like a gritty like. Are you serious? I'm totally serious. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. Like, well, think of the possibilities. Of, yeah. Like, because we've already gone the other way. We went, we had NYPD Blue and that became Brooklyn Nine-Nine, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. so if we I'm, could do I'm that, if we could do that with serious drama, let's go the other way with comedies. Yeah. So, like, what if? Shouldn't you know? list the comedy. <laughs> no? No, no, oh. I'm talking about comedies becoming serious. Oh, 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 sorry. So, like, what if there was a Parks and Rec, like, drama? program like more like the west wing but like about parks and like instead of like in the first episode they found a homeless guy sleeping in the slide they found a homeless guy dead in the slide oh man <laughs> right how Just, much different would this show be they're the most dangerous park systems in the in the united states <laughs> yeah what if it was like the the raccoons are are have a hive mind and they're working together with bees to overthrow the local government what if friends like what if friends was just like like an opium den and they <laughs> were <laughs> it was like train spotting and they were just all <laughs> yeah i mean 
This is where we're going, guys. So come up with new ideas. Friends, <laughs> coming this fall on HBO. <laughs> <laughs> but it's friends question mark. Friends. Friends? Are you sure could you ever can you ever be sure? I don't know. What, what do you guys what do you guys think of that? <laughs> I won't be there for you. Uh, <laughs> because I died two years ago. Oh wow. What if Rachel is a ghost? See? Like she comes to the, the house. Mo- the monkey was a ghost the whole time. It was the monkey on his back. That's it's, it was- <laughs> <laughs> Yes. All right. Uh, <laughs> where are we? What happened? Uh, we're almost done. Uh, this- uh, Ron, Ron, uh, Andy wants to really, fakes falling down. And, uh, April walks away because she's really like c- conflicted. And then it cuts to Ron coming in apologizing to leslie and one of the greatest apologies of all time he says i'm sorry i've been acting like a horse's ass and that is the end of what i have to say and walks off <laughs> right but it's a huge step for ron sure huge to apologize come on yeah. go ron be a good dude and he takes he's like not going to be the enabler of leslie's candy addiction so he takes the box of what is left he's like i'm gonna throw this away and then as he's leaving you know the whole thing is like leslie don't don't tell ron what to do and as he's leaving leslie says put a coat on it's cold outside (laughs) so she can't help herself um so uh and then the credit scene jerry's walking down the hall and tom you hear tom's voice like jerry this is the ghost of DJ Roomba. I'm going to follow you and play only the Black Eyed Peas. And uh, that's the end of this episode. That is, and that is frightening to be followed around by anything. Black Eyed Peas? By just like the Black Eyed Peas. Maybe, yeah, that, maybe so. that's, that's Jordan Peele's next horror movie. Oh my goodness. Did you see Get Out? Yeah. Okay. I haven't seen Us yet. I have not either. That one looked a little bit more intense. I get out more psychological, Um, but I do want, I definitely want to see that as well. I have, I have us on my DVR and every time I'm like, I should watch this. I'm just like, I'm not ready for this. Yeah. Right. (laughs) I'm not ready for this feeling. So anyway, all right, this is probably going to be the longest episode of this show that we've done yet. And I think we had a lot of good ideas. So I'm going to get right on that trademarking uh, process. Um, so I got a lot of work to do this weekend. So yeah, sounds sounds good. And uh, we'll we'll just ask people what they think about stuff in the meantime. Yeah, if you are listening to this, tell us what you think in the comments, or r- rate and review us on iTunes or Google Play or whatever sclippity doppity that you use to get things onto your phones. I don't know. I heard that's a thing that helps people. So yeah, I'm just here to help people. <laughs> that's that's all we're trying to do here. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Awesome. All right. All right. Well, next up is the Galentine's Day. And yes. uh, yeah. It's gonna I, be good. All right. I will I'll see you. I'll see you then. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.